Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today has won so many awards, like so many awards that I don't even know where to begin. She's won an Emmy for her work covering teen suicide. TikTok just named her in the 2022 class of LGBTQ plus trailblazers. She was named best TV anchor and best journalist by the Best of Cincinnati Awards. She received a Power of Her Award for LGBTQ plus advocacy by the Human Rights Campaign of Cincinnati and maybe most notably, and certainly the one I'm most envious of, is her third place ranking as Cincinnatian of the year. She lost to Joe Burrow and Fiona the Hippo. <laughs> she is the weekend morning anchor and weekday reporter for WLWT News 5. She's a diversity speaker and an LGBTQ plus influencer with over one million followers on TikTok. This girly can rock a monochromatic suit like anyone I've ever seen. Please welcome Megan Mitchell. Hey. Oh my, it's crazy to hear it back, is right? It, is it bad? It's wild, especially yeah. because within the last month, so much of that has like the TikTok thing and then all of the best of Cincinnati things. I'm like, it just hasn't actually hit my yeah. brain. Yeah, I can I mean, until that. it came out of your microphone, Chrissy. Came out of my mouth. Yeah. Straight there. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I'm so happy to be here. What the Fit Live at Queen City Radio in OTR. We've got a loud and proud, energetic audience. So happy to have you. Really happy that you could take time out of your very busy life with winning awards and trips to New York City and a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. She has a billboard <laughs> on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, California. It's so weird. I, I haven't seen it's it amazing. in person. So everybody that's in LA, I'm like, can you please take a picture and send it to me? Well, that's incredible. But I'm happy to be here with you. Um, it's about oh, 170 degrees yeah, correct. outside, give or take. Um, but we've got some cool drinks. Can someone was going to please keep this going for me? Yeah, good. Mm -hmm. And her mocktail. Yeah, perfect. Got my mocktail. We'll explain that later. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're going to get to all of it. <laughs> um, I had been wanting to reach out to you to come on the podcast for a long time, but I was very intimidated by your celebrity status. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I think that it worked out well, since you could like be here for a live recording to celebrate Pride, and you are a person that deserves a live audience. Oh my God, Chrissy, thank you. You know what's so funny, though, is what? that we had like I don't want you run to tell into the story. each other <laughs> at different places. Was I drinking tequila? You were, yeah, actually. Okay. And I believe it was just, we have so many mutual friends, right. as one does yes. in the millennial realm mm -hmm. of Cincinnati. And so like at a brunch, I'd be like, oh, that's Chrissy from What the Fit, you oh know, blah, blah, blah. Like 
Jackson to all of your different podcasts here or there, especially if the guests had posted it. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to see what Ellen Whitney has to say. Oh, like, yes. All of that stuff. So uh -huh. here I am. Finally, I'm sitting here. Full circle. Um, okay, but really quick, quick, kind of like speaking of celebrity, I'm really interested since you are on TV like every day, is this a different experience being in front of a live audience versus like a camera in front of you? People don't understand that like literally I don't remember that I'm in front of an audience. That's what I was wondering. I don't remember. It's like and a so job. Sometimes I like will say insane things. Like it'll be cuckoo mm. and whatever <laughs> comes out of my mouth. I there are times where my mom is like, What was that? What did you just say? And or like fix your lipstick. And so in something like this, at least I can see her face for that criticism right in front of me, Mom. Yeah, she we're getting positive affirmation. Thumbs up from Mom right she now. Can, she can give you, like, real-time feedback. Yeah. It's so this funny. is great. You guys are all giving us real-time feedback right now. You're just going to, like, <laughs> let me know if my mustache is sweating, which it is going to. So just that's everything and everyone's body. Everything is sweating. <laughs> Do you get nervous when they, like, say, like, three, two, one, go, record live, you're on the news? Do you get nervous? Okay, when I was in my first job in Bismarck, North Dakota, absolutely. Okay. The most nervous I was in Bismarck, North Dakota was, was when um, an, a very old female a cappella group was on, and they, I basically slotted them for five minutes, mm -hmm. and they sang one song that lasted 45 seconds, and they just stood there. And you were like, what do I say? What and do I I'm do? like, all right. Do you like, have another one? What's so I said, <laughs> I said, do you have topic? another one? And they're like... No. And I'm like, oh, I'm like sweating. I'm like, okay, um, like what do we do with five minutes of this show? So, you know. So what did you do though? I'm on the edge of my seat. It just looked really awkward. Oh, okay. That and I think I thought like, oh, should I clip this for later? Which actually would be great TikTok content. But I never did because I was too embarrassed to ever watch it back. Mm, it's no, just I, No, I feel that. Bad. I feel that. I feel that. Okay, well, we have a lot to talk about today. We and do. Megan stood me up for a coffee date on Monday. So it's now so I bad. feel like I have to fit everything that I want to know about in this one hour block <laughs> of time. And I purposefully, like, just when I'm, like, preparing my notes, I was like, how can I fit it in to say that she bailed on me? So here's the thing. Meeting? Here's the thing. <laughs> I am doing... IVF. Yeah. Well, I actually just did it. So I did like egg freezing. So with the last two weeks, every single day you give yourself like two shots oh that yeah, essentially are that. like hormones that go into your belly that grow your ovaries. We love talking about health. We love mm -hmm. talking about anatomy on this. Oh, yeah. This is not oh, making yeah. us uncomfortable, people. No. No. And so finally on Sunday night, you have to do the trigger shot, which sounds so scary. And there's it does sound scary. yeah, and it's like the one that you do two days, like exactly 36 hours before the surgery. Down to the second. Down to the second. They're like, it's okay if you do it at like three, or, or if you do it at like 10:34, but really try to make it 10:30. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's stressful. So I took the shot and I went to bed, and then of course my alarms were like going, and I'm like, I can't. Like no, 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 no. We'll we'll give you so much grace, and we're gonna talk about the the IVF journey, like start to finish. Oh yeah. But I want to start with your day job. Wow. Let's start with it. Weekend morning anchor and weekday reporter. I had to yeah. make sure I said it right. Did you always know this is what you wanted to do? So I remember being actually in. My mom's office, my mom works at a hospital, she's a nurse practitioner, and I was a freshman to sophomore summer mm -hmm. hospital volunteer. Okay. And is this high school, college? 
this is high school. Okay. And you grew up in Connecticut. Grew up in Connecticut. Yes, and so yes. I just said to my mom, I'm like, you know what? I have so many interests. I love sports. I love musical theater. I like writing. I actually liked math, which is surprising for journalism students. That's silly. But yeah. I was like, I can't like pin anything down. But if I was to do journalism, because I also like being the center of attention, let's be honest. If I wanted to, Perfect. if everybody on TV really just was in it for journalism, they would all be news reporters, yes, writers. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they like the spotlight a little bit. So I was like, okay, I love performing. This is like a great, great, great career for that. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, let's do it. Because, you know, we're on this journey together, mom. <laughs> and <laughs> Your mom's over there like, please stop, stop referring <laughs> to me. <laughs> and from then on, it was literally just like every step that I needed to take, you know, I would take it. So get the grades, get the scores, whatever you have to do to get into the college that I want, which was Emerson okay, College in yeah. Boston. And then from there, make a reel and apply to jobs. Wait, that's how it happened? It's so weird. You made a reel? So basically, oh. Yeah, what's the application If you guys like? want some funny content, like say you're just like drunk one night, whatever, mm -hmm. wanting to watch funny YouTube videos, mm -hmm. just watch college student journalism reels. They're so bad. It's so funny, and I had to make one of those where you just put your best clips together. But what like, are you saying, like, hi, I'm Megan, it's 8 o'clock, and the traffic is heavy? You know, that would actually be of content, of, of, of valuable content. Yeah. This was more like, I'm in front of the sun right now, and the sun is eight minutes. Like, it's like, do I need to say I'm in front of the sun? Do, do you can see that, you know? But that was in my reel. But you need to, like, talk, like, you need to, like, paint the picture of anyone yeah, that's watching Yeah, you just it. basically need to show the news director that, like, you can be on air. Do you have a different voice on air versus, like, how we're talking now? I try not to, because I think that that's the old school way of journalism. So I try my hardest not to, because, like, you'll see the Walter Cronkites of the world be like, Good evening. I am blah, 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 and the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I love that. Right. Yeah. But if you actually look at more of the statistics from this generation, they're looking for more conversational people. Because yeah. guess what? Like, we grew up with YouTube, whether we, you know, identify as millennial or, or Gen Z or whatever. We grew up with people, with watching people on our phones that were talking just to their phones. Yes. Yes. So, like, the more conversational you are, the more audiences are now responding to it. So like it can actually be really easy to get into anchor voice and you can't get out of it because you're like, like, can you do it? Like, how do you start? Good off? morning. We're here at Queen City Radio. And yeah. right now we're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, for, that's exactly how I think. Anchor voice. I knew it <laughs> But like, well, instead of that, fun. just be like, hey, we're here at Queen City Radio. Things are popping, yes. loving this podcast, yes. you know what I mean? Everyone's joining. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because, of course, like, everything that, like, how we interact with life, how we do life is changing. So, you know, we think about, like, you can now order groceries and, like, you don't have to talk to anyone. Of course, how we consume our news or how we, like, want to interact with our news is going to change, too. It's so true. And yeah. that's been the weirdest part of this journalism journey is I remember going to like the orientation at my college. And the first thing that they said to the journalism students when we got there was, don't worry, journalism isn't dead. And we're like, perfect. Wait a now how I've spent all of my college money on studying this one topic. Correct. I'm glad to know. And <laughs> over the last, you know, eight years since, since that moment, it was like, okay, we're now recognizing that we do need to put more money in, say, 
web. We need to put more money in apps. Digital, we need to put more yeah. money in digital. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay, so you graduate, and then where do you go? North Dakota. North Dakota. It's what? I was about to say it sucks, but it stinks. What and is it sucks. in North Dakota? There's not much uh, there. Bison? There's bison. There are, and you know what? The world's largest bison is there. The largest one? It's, it's Like, how big is it? I don't... You don't know. You didn't cover this on the news? This was, like, breaking news? It's actually a, more like a statue. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Boring, Megan. So, I mean, that was the news we covered in North Dakota. <laughs> I was going to say, what news is happening? Was so it, like, a good entry point into, into journalism? Because... Yeah. Like, I covered things, like... Okay. On, like, the lighter end of things, there was an officer who had deadly, deadly force when a cow pushed his vehicle and ran him over and he killed the cow. Oh, wow. That was not a, there is, that was a That's story. That's like a headline. Like that was a headline. Yeah. Um, but I was also the Native American reporter there, which was like oh, that's the cool. vast majority of the things that I ended up covering. Wow. Okay, mm -hmm. that does sound interesting. How long were you there? I was there for two and a half years. Okay. Too what long. What brought you to Cincinnati? How'd you come here? Was well, that the next stop? Oh, it was the next stop. Okay. And let me tell you, it was the best stop ever. Honestly, I mean, granted, almost anything could have been better than North Dakota, but I had no conception of Cincinnati. Like, we, like, maybe knew one person Like, had you been to Ohio? No. That always blows my mind when I hear people have not been to Ohio. And I'm like, let's move there. <laughs> and here we are. And honestly, I remember in my interview in Cincinnati, because you have to do an anchor test, right? And so, like, you basically go in, and I don't know why. I love my news director, but he is kind of crazy about the interview process, and he basically has you anchor test with every single anchor in the station. What's an anchor test? So I go, and I sit down next to Cherie Palello or Mike Dardis or whoever it is, okay. and I have to anchor next to them, and we have to interact with each other. And you we have talk. to, like, vibe, have good energy, exactly. have good rapport, good banter. And, funny enough, the entire show because they like the producers are like, oh, an anchor test is happening today. Let's just do the morning show and write her name in all of the anchor spots. Every single story was about um, Harambe, the gorilla. Oh, yes. That was if that gives some perspective as to the timing of when You're I like, I'm anchor test bison, here. I'm covering gorilla, like correct. Yeah. And so I was like, what is happening with this city that they're so obsessed with? And like, you lost to a hippo. When I lost to a hippo. <laughs> So that's the way my journalism yeah. career has gone so far, Chrissy. <laughs> I'll let you know if it changes. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your job? Like, what do you do day to day? Like, walk yeah. me through, like, you, what time do you wake up? Wake up at, like, 2.45. Yeah, I hear you people talking about this, and that just mm. sounds really terrible. It's really It's the middle of the night. It's so terrible. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. I actually love my job. So it's one of those things where once I go in, what do I do, mom? I call her in the middle of the day. I love my life. I love this job. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's fine because I can deal with the hours because I like the yeah, job so that's much. Nice. But at the same time, you never get used to the schedule. You can never actually wake up on time mm -hmm. naturally. And it's just tough. So I, I'll get in. I'll, like, write my scripts and then go out. And if it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm, like, out in the field being, like, we're here at Riverbend covering the Steely Dan concert. Okay. So it's like whatever's going on, they're sending you out on location. Yes. Are you in a studio sitting? So then Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. is when I like go in, read my scripts, blah, 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 put my makeup on, do my hair. Do you do your own hair and makeup? Do my own hair and makeup. Wow. See, you do it all. 
I do it all. And you know what? Mm. At this point, I kind of prefer it because for weddings and stuff, people will, like try to do my makeup and I'm like, oh, it looks horrible. Yeah. Okay. So you have to do camera ready makeup. Yeah. What kind of makeup do you use? Okay. Like HD makeup forever foundation. Okay. 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 Do okay, we okay. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I'm just very interested. Yeah. Mostly Sephora products. Yes. It's okay. not. And you know what? I don't get a makeup stipend work. So if they want to provide one. Oh, that seems odd. I mean, I think at this point in, in the industry, it's actually just industry standard to be like, it's part of your, it's part of your salary. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like write it, you can like write it off. Um, I do, I do notice though you don't have lashes and almost every other do you know why? person in the news that I know has lashes. Every single person that has lashes in the news industry has told me directly Megan, if you start doing it, you can't stop. You can't stop. It's correct. So I'm like, oh my God, I can never get lashes. I can never do it or else I'll always have to put my lashes That is on. true. That is true. That is true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're covering stories. You're, so when you were like uh, on the weekend sitting yeah. as an anchor, how long are you on TV? Like in front of a camera for? Four hours on Saturday and four hours on Sunday. And you're talking the entire time? Um, or you're like, like, hey, Bob, take it away. Yeah, like, like sometimes you're like, George, tell us about sports. And then he goes and does and something. And then he goes and does something. But it is me sitting there for four hours. It's a lot, actually. And I'm yeah. a solo anchor on weekends, too. Just you. You mm -hmm. have to carry the show. I carry the whole <laughs> show. So, like, if I have to go to the bathroom, there's, like, a specific window Commercial. where there's sports and weather, and it's a big chunk. Uh -huh. And I'm like, peace out. Yep, got to go Run pee. off the anchor desk. Right, right. Um, do you, do you ever talk about like personal things or are you like, I got to stick to like what's going on in, in the Cincinnati world and like that's that? Yes. You know, on weekends there's more leniency. Okay. And so like I'll say stuff like, oh yeah, like my girlfriend and I went to Kings Island this weekend and like, boy, was it hot. <laughs> Katie, tell us a little bit more about the weather for today if anybody's okay, headed yeah, up yeah, to yeah. Mason. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a lead in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, okay. I'm not just like, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> You've never done that before? I've yeah. never, you know, it's just like, let me just tell you something about myself that's totally random and out of the blue. Mm -hmm. But you're like leading in with like, hey, this is my life. Like Correct. I said, girlfriend. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just like, I always think of it as if my meteorologist or like a co-anchor would be able to say that about mm -hmm. their spouse part. Sure. Then I would I, do the my same wife, thing. I do this with my wife. But I they also are not going on air being like, I'm straight. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. Yes. But I mean. Equality. You should. Yeah. Come out as straight. Yeah. 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 I mean, we need people <laughs> to do that these days. Yes, we do. We do. Okay. So um, you have achieved what every millennial who has even a minimal online presence hopes to achieve. You went viral. So That's I want to talk fun. about your TikTok stardom. Isn't it crazy? I mean, I don't know. I've never, it's never <laughs> happened to me. I'm waiting yeah. for it to happen. <laughs> it's so weird. I actually, so my brother's here as well. We mm -hmm. just got the whole fam involved today. I know. It's so beautiful. And I remember being home for quarantine. Like I was supposed to go to Europe and obviously it was 2020, June of 2020. That didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I drove home with my dog to Connecticut and my brother had just kind of like graduated high school. Obviously he didn't have a ceremony or anything. He's completely bored and he's like, oh, come do all these TikTok dances with me. So we're like in his car like, dang. It, it, you know, mm -hmm. like renegating and all yeah. that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. And I have been watching TikTok like everyone else had okay. since March, since the okay. pandemic struck and I was bored, right? right? Right, right, And specifically on the LGBTQ, like women side of TikTok, because the algorithm knows all. 
That is why TikTok is so successful, is that it knows exactly how long you're watching which video and what other users have watched that video too that also interacted with the video, and then it'll push more of that content for you on your For You page. I'm glad that you're, ta you're talking about this because I do have to say I, I do not have a TikTok. And it, oh. it is for my own good. It's, it is a yeah. radical self, an <laughs> radical act of self-love. It's care. Because it's I know it could go very dark. And I just picture like just hours, hours of my day disappearing. Hours. And then all of a sudden I'm like in a feathered robe, watering my plants, like dancing to Doja Cat. Correct. And like that's where I spend all my energy. And honestly, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's why I don't have it. But I do know exactly what you're saying. Oh like yeah. it is the place to be. So I have um, procured a trusted friend and advisor who's yes. on TikTok that like when I'm bored or when I'm severely depressed, I will say, hey, send me the latest and greatest of TikTok. So I am very like curated. Up to speed. Yeah, I like know what's going very on. Very orchestrated. I love I it. I do know what's going on. Yeah, of course. But I cannot personally be on there. Of course. And you know what I would always say is because so many people are like, hey, you know, did you intend for this to happen? But I think the, the biggest thing about my success from a viral standpoint is that you have to just be engaged in the app in the community and the culture that you're trying to go viral in. So like if okay. you want to go viral on YouTube, watch a million YouTube chant like videos. Like they're going to reward you for using their product. No, no, you're going to understand the culture of it 10 times more. Oh, so like I when I make a TikTok, I make it seem super organic, but like it's super strategic. Like, like you know, you are not posting like, hey, I love this song and it feels really like authentic to me to post this, the song in this moment. You know, like this is the, this is I'm like, this is do. the song. And I'm sure I do love the song. Sure, sure. But I also too. know that like one of the strategies on TikTok, because I'm on the app all the time, is that if you spend the, say it's a seven second TikTok, if you spend the first. How long are TikToks? Do, I, do you say TikToks? Are they plural? TikToks. TikTok? You could call it. Yeah, okay. let's okay. do that. It, I would say no less than 15 seconds. Okay. Or no more, more than, than 15, 15 seconds. seconds. But there can be if you really want to like watch someone's life story or whatever. Okay. But it's usually less than 15 seconds. And if the first seven seconds of the TikTok are them like just with their face on the screen and they have like a question and then the, the next split second is the answer to the question that's kind of like outlandish and crazy, then guess what? You like the that? viewer is going to watch that a second time to see that moment again. Oh. Or the reveal, right? So the first seven seconds, you're like, have no makeup on and whatever. And then the last second, you see me at the anchor desk all dolled up. And you want to make that wanna quick? People want to watch that again. So those reveals, there's tricks on TikTok that you can do that when you just like engage so much with the app, you understand like no. what will go viral. Yes. Okay, so how? what was the first like viral moment what happened yeah so what my were brother you doing before that i want to know oh, totally. I, want, I want to know everything yes. about the viral moment so my brother and i are just doing like the typical like tiktok dances didn't even notice no punch you know what i mean like all of those doja cat songs yes. whatever sure and then my brother was like you know you have an undercut megan which basically meant at the time half of my head was shaved but no one knows but no one knows because i got the anchor bob so mm -hmm. on on the tv I'm like an anchor, but like out at OTF or sure, whatever, sure. like my hair is up and I've got half my head shaved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so cool. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and so my brother was like, I bet if you did a reveal of like, you know, that you're gay at the anchor desk and showed your undercut and all this stuff, 
it might go viral. And I'm like, you are not wrong. So you, what you're telling me is 25% of all of your TikTok fame, 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 celebrity, any funds that come after is going to this young gentleman right oh, here. Oh, well, I think he's recording us right now. <laughs> we need to stop this immediately. Um, no, he he is. He's, he's the reason for the season. He's the reason for the season. Those yeah. Gen Zers, they get it, man. <laughs> right? Okay, so what was the first one? What'd so you do? I basically, oh, and now <laughs> yes. they're clapping for him. Hmm, this is my like, pot. Uh, no. uh, Megan, can you get him <laughs> come up first? <laughs> oh, mom. Okay, well, um, so it w the first one I did was you see me wear, you know, some sneakers at the anchor desk. You see, you know, my suit, but you don't see my face. You don't see that I've totally makeuped up. Yeah. You don't see my anchor bob. You see my hair up and you can actually see my undercut. So all you're seeing is like, oh, wow, this is either like a guy or it's like a, a tomboy, like, you know what I mean? Something like that. And then I turn around and you see me on camera as a news anchor uh -huh. in the same suit, but you see my anchor Bob and you're like, wait, that's the same girl. Uh -huh, uh -huh, and I uh -huh. said a little TikTok phrase that essentially means to queer women in the TikTok community that like I'm a lesbian, right? Oh, and so for oh. them, they're like, oh, she knows this TikTok phrase and she's a news anchor. You left like, like a little whoa. Easter egg. An Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could just call me Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No one can ever call me yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> respect. Yeah, respect. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so how many like view? Okay, how many followers did you have before that moment? And then like, what did it look like after that moment? Okay, so. So before that, it was like 35 followers, like just friends. You know you know what I mean? Like just like the people that you Me know. Me over here, no TikToks laughing at 35. <laughs> <laughs> You're only at 35. Um, and then after that went viral, I think I hit 80,000. So like, like, like basically like overnight, 80,000. Yeah, so it, it didn't catch on w within a day. So after 24 hours, all of a sudden, I like look at my phone and I was actually on my way to Chicago. And I'm like, why is it? I'm like, Why oh my God, more followers? people are, and I was getting these comments, like, and then it started being like every millisecond, you know? It's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, this is happening. Yeah, it's my dream. It was crazy. Did you like know in that moment, you're like, this is it for me. Like, I'm going to have a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. Well, I'm like, how am I going to keep this up? That's the only idea I had. <laughs> how am I, I going like, to, like, what if I can't make another one that's like as good as that one? Exactly. Yeah, that would exactly. be really stressful. And there's also a lot of people on TikTok, and I think, you know, rightfully so, the algorithm just kind of pushes what's out there. But like, who do only maybe have like one viral video, like every like few a one months. hit wonder. Yeah, like which Mambo is like five. I was like, that's probably that's probably me. At that point, I really still thought that. Mm. What has it like? What do you hope to achieve with your TikTok? Like, what are you hoping to do, or like, what doors has it opened for you? Yeah. Besides, I'm gonna reference again the billboard on Sunset Boulevard. I would <laughs> love a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. It's so crazy. Like Angeline. Oh. Do you know Angeline? I don't, but I love but you, this for you. Have you heard of Angeline? It's like an old, old school Hollywood, L.A. woman, like back in the, was it the 80s? I don't know. I'm looking at Haley like she knows. Basically, all this woman did in L.A. was put her name. Do you know Angeline? No, I thought you were laughing because you knew. She put, her, she put a billboard of her name. And she like was famous her for billboards. Yes. She was just famous for billboards. And everyone in L.A. knows her because she just made a, had a billboard. This That's is going to be you, Chrissy. <laughs> 
I'm just getting with I'm it. Saying, I know. It was okay. a good thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Strategy. Okay, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm yeah. invested. <laughs> so yeah. So what did it? What did it like do? How did it open you know, doors for you? What happened after that? I think it took. I mean, it definitely took months for me to even recognize what the goal of the whole thing was. Right. But I did know that I did just want to keep sharing content because I had been super involved in the internet community as from a viewer standpoint. So like, I was a big YouTube viewer. Like, okay. I loved. L the LGBTQ YouTube community and Instagram. So like I kind of took little bits and pieces of what I enjoyed about those and like shared some of my story, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so really at that point it was just, I kind of r recognized that there wasn't this representation of LGBTQ people as much in the middle of the country. Like yes. e everyone that I knew growing up, like Ellen and like Rosie O'Donnell, like and they all lived in Hollywood. And I think, especially being from Connecticut, I really feel this, this distinction between living on a coast versus living in the middle of the country. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's real. And so I think that there's viewers that watch me on the news mm -hmm. every single night mm -hmm. that if you know, they see Ellen's show, they're like, well, she lives in Hollywood. She can be like that. But like, yes. when they see me, they're like, oh, wait, she literally like lives down she the street. She lives in Cincinnati. Yeah. And this is like her living her best life. Yeah. So like, we're I allowed to that. have gay people here too. We are allowed. Yeah. 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 A little bit, kind of. But we're like, just a little bit allowed. Yeah. I think that there's some we're people in the state house that are trying <laughs> yeah. to stop it, yeah. but we'll get over that. We're getting that. better at being allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's, a, that's amazing. So I, um, when you kind of mentioned about, you know, being involved in the community, I am somewhat of like a doomsday prepper, like, but when it comes to like having a job. So I've been with, I've been with the company that I work for, for, uh, it'll be nine years in September, but always I think like, if something happens, like it, who knows what that something is, if something happens and the huge massive global company that I work for shuts down, I think like, well, I can still do X, Y, Z and like, I'll have a job. Like I just like think of, I see things like, oh, oh I could course. do this, I could do this. So when I was on your TikTok, I thought, if my company shuts down tomorrow, I can be Megan's TikTok assistant and I can oh spend wow. eight hours a day in the comments answering people when they ask <laughs> where you got your suits. And I could oh. just do that for a living. Because I, I, that actually is a job in itself, the amount of comments. Every single person is asking, where did you get your suit? Where is that blazer from? I love those pants. Where is that blazer from? I don't know what that little thing is called around your neck, but where did you get it from? Yeah, it's All so crazy. The weird thing is, is like, I, I feel like TikTok is, is so attached to my, to my job as a news anchor. Oh, really? How yeah. did that happen? What do you mean by that? Because, like, I will post TikToks of me not at the anchor desk. and They don't like it. They'll watch it, but and they're like, we love you. But, like, <laughs> it's probably, like, an eighth of the viewers. Yeah, they don't like it. They want to see like, you on the desk. I'm like, okay, I'm a news anchor, everyone. You no, know, like, la, 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 la. Um, but you do have really fantastic style. Did, how did you, you come into that? So I think it was just one of those things where I've always been, like, mediumly tomboy so I'm not full-on you know tomboy or butch or so you know. this is a good point of conversation here yeah I am more familiar with gay men and their yes mm, I don't know let's say personalities of course what do, I don't know not as familiar with a lesbian spectrum oh totally like is butch like the so on yeah, one end? Butch would essentially mean that you're dressing in a masculine way, yes. and most of the way that you 
operate is masculine. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and Giving it's like a, a very vibe. fulfilling role for a lot of people, sure. and they like get so much, and I love that. But I never identified with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not like super femme. Like What's I think that okay, femme. Yes. So you'd I say femme is ex- on like the other end of the spectrum. Yes. Like okay. I think I remember when I was growing up, like I hated wearing like Easter dresses or whatever. I just wanted to wear like my shark shirts. I had like 25 shark shirts yeah. that I would rotate. I have a dolphin shirt that I really oh, love. Th- yeah. And I love, and I get that. Yeah, Kindred I might be a lesbian. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think dolphins a le- are gay Maybe men. a late in life Isn't lesbian. that from Glee? Do you remember that? No, what is it? Um, what did you think say? I think Brittany from Glee says like, yeah. dolphins are gay sharks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love well, it. Might love be gay. It. So I basically had to like really kind of, once I came out, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna like totally not be myself by being super butch or super masculine, but I also am like, I can let go of this part of oh, me that's yeah. like needing to wear a dress all the time. And I still wear wear dresses, like it's not, I, I like them, um, whatever. Yeah. They more feel like a uniform to me. A dress does? Mm-hmm. Did you go to Catholic school? Yes, I did. That's probably why the jumper. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I just, I felt like, ooh, I feel powerful in a suit. Like, I feel totally, powerful. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last night, because I'm an idiot, I wore a blazer. It was 100, you know, feels like 107. Wore oh. a blazer with feathers on the cuff. And that, for me, was like, You know, I have to tell you it. something, Chrissy. Tell me. I was at Somerset last night. What? And I saw that later, like when I woke up in the middle of the night. And you I was like, see, I didn't see we you, were though. two ships in the night. Oh, damn it. Missed each other. Wow, that would have been really serendipitous. I know. But yeah. that was also not maybe the smartest move to wear that blazer last night. No, it was last very, night. very stupid. Yeah, Just like it's very stupid that I'm wearing this pajama shirt right now. Wait, but it's... And I look no, a little no, bit no, like no, no. Daphne This is worth... It's worth... Mm-mm, that's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's As worth it. As the sweat it. is rolling down my back. <laughs> Okay, I'm giving islands, <laughs> island vibes. I have a question. Um, so in 2022 now, is lipstick lesbian a bad word? No. We are okay with no. that? No. Okay. So there are a lot of lipstick lesbians. And lipstick lesbian would be? That's super femme. Super femme. Yeah. We're on the very, very. Exactly. Side. There's actually okay. like a new age term called chapstick lesbian. What is that? And I would consider my, because I love chapstick, yeah, right? I and like, it's like that. I don't, I can have like a little tint if I really want to. Like to my a Burt's Bees sheer. Bird's, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. It's all I use. A chapstick lesbian. And like, you know. I like that. I, it's, it's, it fits me. Uh-huh. It's okay, so cool. funny there's these little queer terms. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything in the, is there anything in the middle? So we have like butch. Okay. Lipstick. So I would say a chapstick, chapstick is probably in the middle. In the middle. Okay. Right. Um, and then there's just like so many different, like. There's a switch, so like some people like like to be super feminine, and some people like to be super masculine, and like do it on different days. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean, do whatever you want, right? The world is your oyster. I mean, we always say sexuality is fluid. Yes. Gender expression is fluid as well. Yes, yes, absolutely, hundred um, percent. Okay, so I know that I obviously I made the joke about you missing our coffee meeting. <laughs> I'll never get over it. But in all seriousness, like you said likely due to an actual medical reason for which I give you all the grace in the world. But if it wasn't, what if that was an excuse? <laughs> I would still give you yeah. grace in, because I, like You're I said, so sweet. like I said, I ended up having a lovely Monday morning I at love it. Coffee Emporium. Oh, and so now you're making me jealous. <laughs> well, I was the one that got stood up. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. But so what was going on, right? Is you're freezing your eggs going through IVF. Yeah. Is what, what do we say? 
freezing your eggs going is it the same thing so i, I don't know a did, lot about this yeah let's just say i did half of the ivf process right because you essentially need to gather the eggs so they basically take your ovaries they make well, how all did this start let's go to the very beginning the very beginning you woke yeah, up one day definitely. and said i'm gonna save them. i yeah i was Freeze literally them. like okay my which i would recommend this for all employers and i think especially with the great resignation a lot of employers are looking for really high quality benefits right now yeah. to, to gain employees. Um, fertility and family planning insurance is such a huge step, especially for the LGBTQ community, because we always have to think just a little bit more intentionally about starting a family, because yeah, it correct. doesn't happen by accident. You're right, yep. And so I think, especially with my company, I had heard that they did fertility insurance. So I was like, if I'm 29 and you know, the younger you are, yeah, the, the eggs better are better, quality. the babies are cuter. Yeah. I know, we know, we know, we know, we know. I was literally like, okay, why not do it now? Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I don't have like specifically a wife or a fam, you know what I mean? I just am not, I don't even have a house right now. So right. but you're like, I want to get the good ones. I want to get, get the best of the best. Let's get the good. Yeah, the good eggs. Yeah, um, as my mom's been calling them, Maggie's Eggies. Oh, I like that. This is, now everyone's going to know this <laughs> yeah. one. Um, and so so I was literally like, let's just do it now. Okay. Let's freeze them. And like, it still is a tough percentage. Did you know anything about it going into it? No. No. I like, no. No. The, I think the true answer is no. you're like, oh, she, fr she froze her eggs. Or she's freezing her eggs. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm sure, you know, it takes some time. Like, it's actually a very invasive serious process. invasive like yes. challenging journey to go through oh right my God. you have to give yourself two shots every single night for 10 days so what's like the first let's like walk through the, okay the first step you go to see a doctor you're like doc i'm freezing my eggs they what are the, what's the next thing yeah they do? and he's like well legally i have to tell you about iui and i have to tell you about ivf and i have to tell you the percentages and i'm like all right all right all right i don't want any of this just freeze them because i mean, thinking as a lesbian right like i know for a fact that I'm going to need to get a certain part from a doctor. You're gonna need to <laughs> because get I don't have the ingredients. Sperm. And exactly. Yeah. And so I was literally like, I know I want to do egg freezing because that's really the only way that it's it's one of the only ways that like going into the my 30s. Like, there's also reciprocal IVF. And let's say you know if my eggs could go in my future wife's uterus yes. i mean that would connect us make us feel both connected to the baby totally, you know totally i see what so you're there's saying like different there. options there's so many options yes yeah, yeah, so yeah. i was like this is what i'm gonna do and i it just gives me options going in yep 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 love it so the doc said what do they do when you first come in? they tell you all those things and then they're like are you put on hormones is it just shots like what happens yeah so then do they like do like a health test or they like what, what's they your lifestyle like, like? They weigh you, and then they do the ultrasound on your ovaries. To make sure you've got, like, two working ones? They're like, oh, we'll tell you how many follicles you have. And they're like, you have, like, 30. Is that good or bad? Medium. Okay, like medium, it's average. Which is fine. I was happy with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so going into it, I was like, okay. Like, they're like, from there, we'll probably end up getting 15 mature ones. and 15 well, mature eggs? Mm-hmm. With, with 30 follicles? Yeah. And okay. they ended up. So on Tuesday, they tell you how many eggs they were able to retrieve, right? Because I had the surgery on Tuesday. 
I got 18, which was awesome. 18 eggs. 18 eggs. But then the next day they tell you how many they were able to successfully freeze because not all of them make it through the process. Oh. And I got 12, which was nice. I don't want 12 babies, so we have many options. Okay, that's good. Okay, I have questions before that. (laughs) So you leave the doctor's appointment with the intention of, okay, I am in this process of freezing my eggs. Do, do they give you like an instructional video? Do they give you a mail? Yes. How do you, you have to inject yourself? Oh, it's like such a process. So basically you're in this like website that okay. has all of these tabs. And I lived on that website for the last two months, right? Because every step of the way you kind of click on it and the IVF nurses have like their own direct line. So anytime I had a question, it just like brings you right to them. Okay. And I'm like, why does my tummy hurt? And they're like, just take it easy today. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh, uh-huh. So it was nice that like I had that resource and they're like so aware of the fact that nobody knows how this works unless you've done it before. Okay. And so they just like walk you through every step of the process. They literally show you like how to stab yourself with a shot. And how many shots a day? Or two. Two shots every day up to the... Yes, and some people it. might be different because of how many follicles they have, oh, of how old they are, okay. you know? What are you shooting yourself with? It's basically hormones. Okay. So to stimulate egg production? Because if yes, I'm remembering yes. biology class, right, like every cycle, you're only releasing one egg. So right? they have to make you release 15 eggs at it, once. That's, you're, you're right on track. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like I've learned all of this in the last week. So it's like uh-huh. fun to be like rehashing it. But you basically stab yourself with one shot that gets a bunch of eggs to kind of start growing. And then the other shot makes those eggs grow faster. Okay, got and it. Steroids for the eggs. unfortunately, I had a little issue. So there's a thing called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. And they take your blood every single time that you go into the office every two days. You have to go into a doctor's office every two yeah. days. So the one thing I would suggest, and I didn't realize going into this whole process, is make sure you are in the city that you're doing this in and not super busy. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Yeah. And so I basically, you know, had to keep going in. My blood levels came back with my estrogen like through the roof. And they're like, wow, you're, or they're, <laughs> they literally were like, your ovaries really love these meds. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. It's please weird don't talk about my ovaries. Like <laughs> yeah. That. Like your you ovaries love it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> And so I, I had to end up like tapering off of one of the meds and you know, it, it basi- basically puts you at risk for having a really tough recovery um, after the surgery. Okay, how are you feeling during all of this? Like do you have symptoms? What's coming up for you? I wanted to cry really? every day. But I'm also on Lexapro. Shout out to my antidepressant folks out yeah, there. So that. I can't cry because of that medication. Oh. <laughs> um, so you have the feeling of wanting to cry but Correct. not being able to. That so what is that experience like? <laughs> I would I say to my girlfriend every day, I'm like, I want to cry right now. And she's like, do you want to cry or are you going to? And I'm like, I just want to. I imagine that it's like you see that trend happening ever with the filter where you just like get that really sad face, oh, but like yes. nothing comes and out. Na- well, That's not what it's like. I like how we talk in memes. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel safer. <laughs> good. It's yeah. a safe space. It's a meme-friendly space. Perfect. Okay, so um, how long do you inject yourself before the surgery? Okay, so it depends. So, right, mm-hmm. like I ended up doing nine days because oh, okay, my ovaries were like They're loving very the estrogen, yeah. whatever. And, and it happens especially in younger folks because you can grow eggs quicker, right? Mm-hmm. And so, ooh, there's an ant on me. I That's like fun. That. 
Um, and so I ended up taking them for nine days. And then on the 10th day, I did like a trigger shot. And we talked about this trigger shot, which yes. is basically the shot that's the like. The one that made you miss the meeting. This is the big, like, just one big thing of hormones and estrogen that's like, it's a coming. We're getting these babies mature. Literally babies. Literally babies. Yeah. I can't believe they expect people to like go about their life, like their normal life when you're going through this experience. I, that's very validating to hear you say that. That's a lot. <laughs> that was so much. It's so funny because my brother is interning in Cincinnati right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Drew. Yep. And Drew's, so coming, Drew's the next podcast guest. Yeah. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and so he has been staying with me the last couple weeks while an Airbnb opens up that he's staying in. And he's literally like, why did I have to come these two weeks? He's like, I can't stand needles. And I'm forcing him because I'm trying to like document the journey. I'm like, get a closer shot, get a closer shot. He's like putting the camera closer to like the needle going into my belly. I'm like, get it closer. He's like, I can't deal with like, this. Do a boomerang, do a boomerang. <laughs> so, you know, it was difficult. And I think he of all people saw it firsthand that like it is invasive. It's an immense, so your mood is altered. Mood, physically, you physically. just feel bloated. Like, especially, I remember I kept saying, like as if it was like a totally new thought every day wow, I forgot that I was going to get so bloated. And you can, <laughs> yeah, girlies, yeah. you can feel your ovaries. Like you feel the two bumps. Wow. And I was like, whoa. Because they're just like massive. And then every single day I'd be like, oh my God, they're getting bigger. Like as if I didn't realize that that's what this was all for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really crazy to think about that people, women, go through this yeah. and like they may not get an egg. It's so tough. It's so tough, and that's why I think, especially the doctors and the nurses at the place that I went, which I can shout it out, it's called Institute for Reproductive Health, because mm -hmm. I did have such a good experience. I mean, these doctors and nurses have to be like, <laughs> trained in trauma or trained in like therapy. Like PTSD, whatever. Because like, yeah. so many of these experiences are really tough for people. I have cousins who went through the process who you know, were getting failure after failure, and that's just like, how do you deal with that when you're dealing with like and trying like you to want have a, baby? a child? Yeah, yeah, you want a baby. And this is right only the first step. So like, okay, let's say, okay, maybe you get some eggs. Then what if you can't? What if they don't get fertilized? That's the other thing. I'm like, step. should I? And do then this they don't again? make the And I'm like, no way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Well, that's good to know. Then at least for you, it was like a pretty quick. What like would you like start to finish like a couple weeks? So for me, they also had me on this crazy, crazy, crazy birth control two weeks before. And that is more to stabilize your I was ovaries. just going to ask you if you were on birth control, which is the silliest question ever. I know, right? Uh -huh. Well, uh -huh. I, you would think, I mean. So you could have been on it for period. Exactly, exactly. Period. But this was like a really intense birth control. Honestly, being a lesbian sounds, it's getting better and better. As yeah, I you would think, you. but we have our own issues. <laughs> we're very emotional with each other. Yes, I would imagine. There's a lot of, there's a lot of conversations and talks yeah. and sharing our feelings. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. I think yeah. it'd be really good. It is, until you both have to be like, you're not listening to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that also happens with heterosexual couples. Though. Oh, of course, yeah. of course. But it's just like more emotion from both parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I get that, um, I get that. And like, yeah. But, but it's, it's just a crazy process in general. Like, I would suggest it to anyone, especially if you have the means the, the intention you really want to do this, especially if you're part of the LGBTQ community, because a lot of the times, you know, we start dating later in life a lot of the time because of the fact that we don't come out until, 
you know, we're in like our late teens, 20s, 30s. Mm-hmm. And so we don't even start the process of thinking about a family until later. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that, that makes total sense. Uh, okay, well, good luck. I'm glad you have some eggs. Thank so you. now they're frozen. <laughs> I'm so glad I have some eggs. I'm so glad you have some <laughs> viable eggs. Yes. And they're in a meat locker somewhere. In Henderson, Nevada. What? Nevada. Yeah. Wait, why? Are they out there? No, I feel like someone's going to go out there and no. steal them. Wait, I'm worried that they're so far away from you. Don't you it's feel so like weird. a protective like velociraptor over the egg? Like, they're so far away. I just saw Jurassic I don't want to seem like a cheapo here, but that was the cheap option to send them to Nevada. <laughs> wow. It was like, you can keep them in Cincinnati for $100 a month, or you can keep them in Henderson, Nevada for $50. i am like, there. <laughs> Do you, do you, okay, uh, maybe I'm projecting, but do you have any attachment to your eggs? Like, I feel like I, if they were my eggs, like, I want to, like, sit on, I want to, like, yeah, have them close. <laughs> maybe not sit, but, like. Mother hen yeah. over here. Um, I'm loving it. The thing is, is they actually suggested to me, they're like, because you're so young and you're probably not going to use these for a long time, if you send them to the facility, like, we usually suggest people keep them in the city. If you know you're going to start your cycle, or, you know, you're going to start your imp- implementation yes, okay. within like a year or six months you know okay. what I mean? so i'm giving myself some again this is total projection you have no anxiety about them being far away what about if they were switched like what I if someone know, wh- oh my god wait that? chrissy this is the weirdest first of all that's crazy <laughs> it can happen uh, yes i think i'll know immediately if they're mine because you, every single human being in my immediate family has been diagnosed with adhd oh so, so you'll know we'll know Okay. It's the one just linear. Okay. It's like, but this is the craziest thing. I had to sign these consent forms within the last couple of days, right? Right before the surgery. And you have to say like what, what they happen? do with the eggs, right? So you have to literally say like, do you want to like, and these are your, like your babies, right? Yes. It's like, do you want to donate these to science so that they can dissect them for research? Do you want to, and like, or research or Right. Whatever. Do you want to donate these to like some other family who maybe wants to use them? You know what I mean? And I'm like, whoa! Wild. Like, I have to make this wild decision about or if, where or they just destroy. So this is assumed. Like, if you die before they get, and used. they're literally like, or just destroy them. And I'm like, what did you say? I said donate to science. Okay. There would be you, no judgment. Whatever you said, I think would yeah, be fine. Yeah. You know, obviously. What? I think the thing is, is I was like. I just received this consent form like two days before, you know, this, I'm like, I don't have enough time. I don't even have like a life partner yet yeah. that like, so, like I can make it. Yeah. So I was like donating them to science to me is a very safe option. Yeah. No, I like that. And justified. Option. Yeah. Right. Well, you are validated. You did yep. the right thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 No, there's <laughs> the right thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, since this is a health and wellness podcast, this is a fitness podcast. Go fitness. Yeah. I really would love to hear about all the ways you take care of yourself. What do you do? What do you have to do? Routines, rituals, mental, physical, whatever it is that allows you to show up as your best version of yourself in front of one million people that are watching you on TikTok. Oh, well, (laughs) I love how you had to add the scariest part of that. Um, (laughs) So I, I would say the number one thing that I have to do on a daily basis is I have the most needy dog. And he's one of those dogs that's like a big diva, right? Like, you take him outside, he's not going to poop for you for at least one mile. Which What kind of dog? He's a poodle, a massive oh, poodle. Oh, like a full-size? Massive poodle. Are all poodles white? He is No, like there's black poodles. Yeah, there's black <laughs> poodles. There's like multicolored poodles. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so I have to take him on a walk, and the walk has to last like at least one or two miles, right? So you've got to be out and every morning. But when you wake up at 2.45, what do you do? Well, that was a fun experiment when I lived down at the 580 building my first year here. And I was like, I'm going to wake up every morning, and I'm going to take him on a walk. And I'd be like out, and that I will say was at the peak of the heroin epidemic in Cincinnati. So there were some people out there who like, you know, had asked me some crazy things, you know, like I remember like actually feeling like fearing for my life. Sorry, mom, I didn't tell you this. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. But like, I remember fearing for my life a few times because there were people who would like follow me down. And so finally, after like a couple years of like taking Dakota out at that time at 2.45 AM, mm. I was like, I'm not gonna do this. He can wait until my break, which is at 8 a.m. Oh, okay, yeah, so like a normal dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. Okay, so walking with Dakota. Yeah. Must have for your self care. Must have for my self care. Yes. Um, this is this is really random. I, love I it. genuinely have this belief that showers cure like all of my ailments. Oh, I love that for you. I'm not my like that water at all, but I love that for you. My that for me. Like how many showers a day are we talking? Probably like three. <gasps> but it's not like, okay, just listen, listen here. So I do like, like three every if, two weeks. Oh my God, for no, real. That's an exaggeration. Oh my God. No, but like, I literally like, <laughs> kind of. if I feel uncomfortable, like when I PMS, I really feel uncomfortable. Like I don't feel like myself in my body. And this is like every period I have. Same, girl. Yes, yes. And so, like, I demons will just take a shower, even and like I wash my hair in the morning. Like, love oily hair people. Where Mm -hmm. you at? Where Mm -hmm. you at? (laughs) So, like, I'll wash my hair in the morning, but like at night, like to go to bed, another shower. It makes me go to bed. It makes my stomach feel better. It makes me not itch, and I get like like random itchy things all the time. Wow. Right. Random itchy things. So it's kind of it's literally like a cleansing. It's a cleansing. Like and a let me just baptism. say, it is a bap- It's renewal. Renewal. Water is life. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. What? When were you born? What month? What are um, you? September. Mm, not a water sign. I was thinking okay. maybe there was a connection there. I'm uh, not into that at all. It just seemed yeah, appropriate to ask. I wish I was into it and knew more about it, but unfortunately, I have so much other things. Yeah. No, it's you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Okay, so. Walking, showering. This is great. This is really, you know, shower, funda- <laughs> shower for your health, foundational <laughs> self-care. Um, what else? You mentioned OTF. Are you? Yes. Yeah. So for years I did OTF, and then I ended up tearing my ACL. How? Um, this is, you know, this uh, is, you don't know this. This is that's my biggest fear. It should be. <laughs> it was horrible. I know. It that's was why horrible. I didn't ski. Yes. Why I, like don't. I won't ever ski. I'm too scared. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. No, no, no. You're totally validated in that. I was riding a scooter downtown. Do you I remember hate this, the scooters. I also do not ride yeah. them. Oh, don't do it. No, I won't. I would hobble in, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I crashed on a scooter. I crashed on a scooter, and it was just like a also random divot work. in the wood or yeah. in the road. I was. You said work. I said road. Yeah. Like wood. <laughs> um, and so I like. There was a divot in the road. I just like randomly took a spill like right before the Blink Parade. Yeah. This is like 2019. Yeah. And it was light out. Like there was no like car. It was just horrible. And tore my ACL. Tore my meniscus. Ended up stopping OTF. And then the pandemic hit. Oh. And so at that point, I'm gonna be so honest with everyone. I, s- I just wish I was 
better on my fitness game, which I'm going to be. This, there's, there's no shame. You're doing what works for you in this moment. Yeah, and you know this what? Season oh, of your life. Here's the other thing. This is just a note tying it back to what we were just talking about. When you are on the medications, because your ovaries get so big, the fear for doctors is they say no exercise at all. Right. Because your ovaries can like twist and like rupture and rupture burst all inside of you. Like, so we don't exercise while we do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's why I haven't been exercising. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding, that was only the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what? My mom is a runner. My brother is a You're gym like, let me just talk about my fit family yeah, to like fight they over. Can no, take you the don't have to do anything. I'm going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, then then that's great. All you do is walk and shower, and that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. If that's what you can get done today, that's, that's so what true. you can get and done today. And you know today. what? Here's my last bit of advice. Please tell me. And I think that this is specifically an extroversion thing, but it's worth it. Are you an extrovert? Yes, slightly. Okay. So I'm like the most introverted of the extroverts, but I still get my energy from people. An ambervert? Yeah, ambervert? I like it. Yeah, ex, ex whatever. Both. We're going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. So I recognize like today, you know, for example, like my stomach is super distended from the surgery that we just had. We, me. <laughs> no, you me, and Maggie Zaggies. Me and my Maggie Zaggies, of yeah. course, my ex. <laughs> and I, I literally was like feeling, you know, super bad because I had just ate dinner, you know, a few hours back, and I was like, oh my gosh, like my stomach, like it's just bloating out. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like you. No, and yeah. if I was at my house, I would have taken a shower, of course. Sure. Here's all ailments. With that said, like the fact that I got here, I, I knew that if I would get here and like we're talking. It just like my mind, because I have also super bad mental anxiety. So like every bit of like the, you know, ways that I'm helping my wellness, like, yes, they're physical, but like so much more mental too. Right. Oh, yeah. So like me, even just here talking with people like that makes me feel better. Even when I'm like, oh, I don't think it'll like me. What if I'm like yes. horrible or like, yes. what if I still feel bad? I feel great. Yes. Yes. No, I am very similar. Yeah. Where I will like, dr like I decide to do this, right? Like, it's my podcast. Yes. I agree to do it. And every time before, I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? Yes. I don't want to do this. This is terrible. And then I sit down. And then you're here. And I say, my guest today, and I'm, it's gone. And we're like, And then I feel great after. But that go. moment before, always, I'm like, mm -hmm. why? I hate it. Yes. Why am I doing this? So is what it is that? for you, like, more of like a, what if this isn't as good of a product? Is it like a perfectionist type of sure, thing? Or is that. it like an introversion thing? Um, it's, 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 yeah, what if it's not good? What if I mess up? What if, yeah. um, people don't like it? Like, like all of that. Yes. Or you're just like, I'm not prepared enough when I'm at, like I did, this is, you know, I've done, I've done this a couple of times now. So like, I know I've got like, kind of like my routine. I know what to do. I know how to prepare. I like, yes. I did all the things I'm supposed to do. Totally. I did them like at the time that they were supposed to be done. And a couple of days leading up, I would like feel myself be like, oh, like I want to be anxious. I want to, I want to like find something to worry about. Yes. And I couldn't, I couldn't find anything to be, but it was still like I like wanted to be. Mm -hmm. There's probably some sort of like reward loop happening too in my brain that's like, oh yeah, we like, we're comfortable being anxious. Like obviously it's totally oh, yeah. uncomfortable, but 
we like this rut of pathway. Like, let's keep doing this. I'm trying My to break My dad that. suffers from anxiety as well, and he has for years and years and years. I have since I was a child. Yeah, same. And so uh, one of the things that my dad always says is like, Meg, you know this, I know this. You're your most anxious when you're actually not super busy and like when everything is calmed down because your brain's like, I need to be doing something. Let me give us something to think about. Let me yep. get something to worry about. You know what I mean? And I think too, sometimes my brain gets confused between like anxiety and just excitement because it, it's you, the same feeling. It kind of el- it elicits that like same bodily response, yes. like They're chemically. Like, is this that's positive? Is this negative? Right. And so it's like, I'm excited, but like it immediately like goes, like I think that again, like my comfort like switch is like, anxious but I'm excited I'm happy and I want to do it yes and we're like loving it right now yeah of course yeah I know it's hard it is it's hard being us it's so hard you (laughs) guys I'm just kidding oh gosh I have a slick sweat on my leg yeah um um so we've arrived at the big question Megan the big question of the podcast the the namesake of the podcast I ask every single guest this one question I can put my notes away because I've done it so many times I know how it goes what does being fit mean to you? What does being fit mean to me? I think it's pushing yourself to your authentic limits. I love that. No one said that one before. Yeah. I, I'm big on authenticity because the second that I started to embrace my authenticity was the second that like all these crazy things started happening. Like shit opened up for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, but I think that it doesn't come naturally to people. So like really pushing yourself to be that authentic version of yourself makes you better at work, makes you a great representation for younger people who are looking for someone to look up to. It makes you feel more comfortable and it gives Mm -hmm. you less anxiety. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like the more, and you kind of have to practice at being authentic too. Yeah. I was going to say for people, like even when I hear that, like how do you know if you're being authentic? How do you know that you're not, showing up in a way that maybe people expect you to be or yes. you've just been this way your whole life, so this is how it's going to be. Like, how do you know when you're, like, living your authentic path and truth? You know, I, I love this piece of advice that I heard one time that I do every now and again. And, you know, I used to do it so much more frequently, but I think now it's, like, more of a conscious thing that I'll just, like, mentally know. But if you ever like something, you just like something. You feel good about something, you just put it in a note and you just say... You know, I like the band Muna, which is like one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Or like, I like this person that I just met. I like this. And like, you just start to recognize and like find your identity and like what makes you feel good, mm. right? So like pay attention to like, the things, the people, whatever that like has, gives you this feeling of like, yeah, I like this peace, calm, like exactly. alignment, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay. And like for me, just be given the fact that like a lot mm-hmm. of my LGBTQ and coming out journey was like, not fun you know especially in the beginning it was like oh my god wait I really like the fact that now I'm starting to feel like I can talk about things that I want to talk about with people Mm, and so like you follow that you follow that enjoyment yeah I love that Megan thank you so much Chrissy thank you so much for having me this is amazing yes thank you all audience for coming thank you Queen City Radio thank you Brad Dubin for making our sound possible couldn't do it without you and everyone listening at home Thank you so much. Um, where can people follow you, Megan? Where can people watch you on yes. the news? Where can they be a part of your one million? Definitely. Are we on to like two? Or is that, like that the next goal? Wow. Or is that I too much? I would say it's the next goal. We've got 200,000 to go. So we're at... Till you get to two million? 
Yeah, technically, I'm going to create a TikTok just right to do for you. Wow. Yes. Create 200,000 TikToks. Okay. For me. No problem. <laughs> I will do that. Um, and then Instagram and TikTok are like where I'm most, I'm not like posting news stuff. Uh-huh. So like I've specifically made those just about like more authentic. Okay. Personal, personal. stuff. Personal. And then if you watch me weekend what is mornings. It? At Megan. At Megan.Mitchell with four L's at the end. Uh-huh. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also you can watch me on channel five. What time? Um, so that's at 5 a.m. on Sunday and Saturday. <laughs> um, we'll be there. We'll yep. be there. <laughs> the DVR. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You know what DVR yeah. works as well. But you know what? There's also a show. Um, my last show on Saturdays and Sundays is at like 9 or 10 a.m. Depending okay. on the day. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you, everyone. Yay. <laughs>